Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues podcast, your team every day. I'm Thomas Welch. I'm Josh Hammond. And we got a fun one for you today. We're going to be breaking down the Blues loss 4-1 to to the Colorado Avalanche in Game 1 of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Not the way you want to start a series. Obviously, the Colorado Avalanche are a very good team, but we saw a very good performance from Jordan Bennington, so we're going to be talking a lot about that. A lot of the implications that could be coming throughout the course of this series. What specifically could happen to where the Blues uh, chalk up this series as a win, even if we end up uh, losing this series as a whole. But we're going to be getting into all of that. But before we get into that, I want to remind you guys that we do have a new podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network and it's called Crosscheck. It's hosted by Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark goes deeper into NHL stories than any other podcast with the help of the smartest minds on the ice. So follow the Crosscheck podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Josh, uh, there was a lot of talk all year long about Jordan Bennington. There was a lot of talk about Jordan Bennington last year in the bubble in an environment with zero fans playing in a vacuum. But I think we should all agree by now that Jordan Bennington is in fact the real deal. Everyone that was up in arms about his contract probably need to simmer down a little bit because this is what Jordan Bennington can give you. When the lights are the brightest on the highest stage of them all in the Stanley Cup playoffs, Jordan Bennington can absolutely steal games. He can be the main stage and the main focus of everyone, as we saw on Twitter yesterday. And he provides that spark. I mean, going after, uh, trying to go after Grubauer at the end of the game when he's hacking and slashing at the back of Kyle Clifford's legs, uh, that's exactly what you want. And every player on the ice, I don't care what Twitter says, I don't care what anybody says, what any writer says, calls him an immature man baby, uh, whatever ridiculous notion that is. But consistently, announcers, on a daily basis, when players join scrums, they say, go to war for your brothers, Stick up for your guys that are getting faced washed. That's the kind of teammate you want to have. I would like to see people keep the same energy with Jordan Bennington. A 4-1 loss um, on paper is is uh, near the bottom of the list of, of things that you'd want to see out of a game one, especially against the Colorado Avalanche. Colorado Avalanche, excuse me. Um, but it, it 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 is nice to have something to take away from a game, like a silver lining always um, in a loss. And in, in a way, we got what we expected to see out of an Avalanche team. Like this is what we knew we were in for. Um, one of the dangers of playing a team like that, you know, the, their potential to take over a game um, and just dominate uh, definitely was apparent. Uh, and they put up fifty shots, and they, and they, you know, they doubled us up in shots. Um, and and it was that was apparent at times, and and the score didn't really reflect, I think, how close the game was, and and the intensity of the game was pretty even. The third period was definitely pretty sloppy, and the defense um, fell apart in the third period a little bit, and kind of allowed Colorado to open the game up a little bit more. But for forty minutes, um, the Blues did a really good job of hanging with uh, a Colorado team that was firing on all cylinders. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, their most important player in games like these, and that's Jordan Bennington. Um, and even though they did, you know, lose and come away with a come away with a one one zero deficit in the series, um, having Jordan Bennington as fired up as he is and playing with as much confidence as he is bodes well for the rest of the series. Um, 
you know, you could say maybe Colorado got some bounces in their favor. Maybe next game St. Louis gets some bounces in their favor. Jordan Binkman plays the same way he does, and we pitch a shutout. So um, him having confidence is, is I think, the most important thing to inspire the same sort of confidence in the rest of the team. So encouraging to see that um, in, in a game that was not as encouraging as it could have been overall, but that was definitely a bright spot for sure. And let's not get it twisted. Like by every stretch of the imagination, the St. Louis Blues have no business winning this series. Uh, whether it be because David Perron is out and Jake Wallman's out in COVID protocol, whether it be because of all the injuries they've dealt with this season, whether it be because Dom at the Athletic has them at a twelve percent chance through his algorithm model, whatever it might be. But I think that bodes well for the St. Louis Blues because no one has any high expectations for them, right? So as Blues fans, like. It's a lot different than the Vancouver Canucks last year because I went in thinking like, oh, we should, we should be okay against the Vancouver Canucks cakewalk. Yeah, and then uh, they just didn't show up. But with this, I'm like, you, like Colorado is an absolute force to be reckoned with. So if the Blues do get knocked out, even if they get swept, like you can't really fault that. I mean, I forget who said it on Twitter, but I mean, Jordan Bennington literally did everything you could ask of a goalie in a Stanley Cup playoff game, and they still put up four goals on them. So it's like, at that point, you have to look at the defense, and I do think the defense uh, left a lot to be desired last game. Because one of the things we talked about before the game was uh, with a team like Colorado, you can't give them space to start gaining speed. You got like you have to minimize their ice as much as possible, bring that physicality, uh, finish your checks and hit people hard, and like, to a degree, they did that a little bit, but I think it wavered in and out. Uh, and I think the neutral zone entries were a problem. And I think the overall, the defense uh, started backing up too far into their zone. And that's why Jordan Bennington had to face the volume of shots that he did. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't come away victorious, but a lot of things to grow on, a lot of things to look at and improve on for the next game. Um, but I think I speak for everybody and Blues fans when I say like, I just want a good series, an entertaining series. And game one uh, was uh, by far, in my opinion, one of the most entertaining games of the Stanley Cup playoffs so far. Yeah. Because there was a lot of action. There's a lot of physicality there. Uh, and the scrums at the end there uh, and Jordan Bennington trying to fight people. I mean, I, if you think he's afraid of fighting, this is like the second time uh, this season he's tried to fight somebody, probably third time in his career, and he's already has a goalie fight under his belt in junior. So I'm um, not really sure what gives you that inclination, but let him fight, let him throw down. Oh, I, I think that's. So I'm, I'm definitely going to talk. I'm definitely going to talk about that in our next segment when we talk about uh, what could potentially be chalked up as wins for the St. Louis Blues in this series. But a goalie fight would absolutely uh, fall into that category. But if you want to fall into the category of having a car with working parts, <laughs> you got to check out our friends at rockauto.com because with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or an account login. 
They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lights, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, like I said, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same part? So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so we know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some wins from this series that could potentially happen that lead to the Blues and Blues fans feeling comfortable, feeling excited about this team moving forward, even if they don't move forward in the playoffs. Don't go anywhere. All right, Josh. So we already talked about the big one. If Jordan Bennington gets in a goalie fight with Grubauer, I don't care if he wins or loses or gets smacked around. That is absolutely a dub for the St. Louis Blues uh, and Blues fans. Just hockey fans as a whole. Everyone wants to see a goalie fight. And I, the, the refs holding him back and all that stuff is, is just like a show. If Grubauer runs over there, absolutely. Bennington is juking and jiving and getting his way into a goalie fight. I 100% agree that. Um, so that being said... Along that same category, I think like a hat trick by anyone would be pretty sweet. I think a shutout by Jordan Bennington against one of the most electric offenses uh, in the NHL this season and in recent history really would fall into that category as well. But what do you think could potentially be chalk it up as a dub for this team even if they don't move on in the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, obviously that's that's a tough question because um, it's only been one game and, and, and I don't, you know, no one wants to sit here and say, Oh, blues are done. You know, they're out of the playoffs. Right. Yeah. Um, but it, it is a valid question because like you mentioned earlier, um, on paper, we have no business in this series. Colorado is one of the most dynamic offenses we've seen in a very long time in this league. Um, capable of just dominating games, taking over games as we saw last night. Um, but on the flip side, uh, the blues, um, are, are constructed in a way to compete with teams like Colorado um, and wear them down over over um, a long series, and and while I think that that is the the primary element that that is going to give the Blues the potential to win um, this series, you know, wearing Colorado down and, and and making it tough on them, you know, later on in the series, win a game or two early on, but you know, games four through seven, if it goes that far, are, are going to be tougher, a lot tougher for Colorado than game one was tonight, just because playing seven games against a team like this, you know, we saw we saw the Blues throw a lot of heavy hits. Um, and that's something we talked about. As much as, as, much as it, it's unfortunate that they came away with a loss, I do think that they had the edge physically for majority of that game. And, and if, if that keeps up, um, we're going to see momentum shift in, in the Blues' favor. So I think a win in this series would just be a competitive series that wears Colorado down. Um, because I think if that's how the series goes, I think the Blues have a decent chance of winning. But if Colorado really is, you know, on fire and, and plays the way that they played and puts up 50 shots a night, um, it, it, we could be seeing a scenario where the Blues don't move on in this series. But I, I think after one game, the the obvious signs to or the obvious needs to fix um, for the Blues are, are the defense, and and it's it's at least reassuring to know that there was a glaring issue and it wasn't just got outplayed, you know, tried our best. Um, I think once Vince Dunn gets healthy, he could be a dynamic piece of this defense. Jake Wallman, like we talked about, can also 
do really good things for this defense and just make them play more like a cohesive unit. Um, so I think with time, the defense will fix itself and we'll see a lot more competitive game between Colorado and St. Louis. Uh, and obviously Colorado, when they, when they snatch the momentum, they're, they're tough to beat, but I think we can hang with them. And, and, and I think it's going to be a long series. So a long series is a W in my opinion. I agree with that as well. I do think it's going to be a long series. Uh, like you said, uh, one game definitely, or the first game definitely benefits Colorado Avalanche because they play with so much uh, speed and agility and talent and all those things. But over the course of a seven-game series, that'll definitely wear down. You're not going to have the Absolutely. same energy in game five, game six, as you do in game one. So uh, I think that's where this Blues team will strive and potentially attack the lack of physicality that we talk about with the Colorado Avalanche. That being said, um, some more dubs that I could take away from this series, I think seeing the young guys uh, like Clem Costin, Robert Thomas, and Jordan Kyrou excel. Honestly, Costin um, game two is so bad. I do too. I think any combination of those guys uh, scoring goals, making highlight reel plays, bodes well for this team moving forward uh, into the offseason in the next coming years. But like I said, I still think this team is built for success, specifically against a team like the Avalanche. But one of the reasons, I feel like one of the things that they did so well during the season against the Avalanche uh, was lock down that first line, and specifically Nathan McKinnon. Unfortunately, last night, um, playoff Nathan McKinnon is a different beast. As Vladimir Tarasenko saw firsthand, I don't know if you saw that hit, Josh, but uh, he threw a reverse hit on Vladdy when Vladdy was going in for a check and just absolutely threw him to the ice. And it's not even like, like we. I feel like Blues fans as a collective unit uh, were uh, found a lot of pride in dogging on Quinn Hughes uh, because he was a young, wiry dude in the NHL last season, and a lot of players similar to that. But at the end of the day. Like Nathan McKinnon is an absolute unit, and like there are very few players in the NHL that are similar to Nathan McKinnon. So at, at to a to a degree, it's almost like he's an unstoppable force, right? But if anyone can do it, it's Ryan O'Reilly and the guys on that first line. And like I said, they've done it this season as well. So I feel like that's going to be crucial for them moving forward, uh, to lock them down and force their depth to try and compete with our depth because I think that's where we have the upper hand on this team. And I still think Grubauer is not the goalie that everybody thinks he is. So no. throw some more shots on him. I mean, what was it, 23, 24 shots in the entire game? It's not going to cut it. Like you gotta, you got to get high-volume shots against them. He's not going to save all of them. Like we've said, it's a long series, a 4-1 to one victory, especially in a game that felt a lot closer. Oh, definitely a lot four, closer. 4-1 to one is not, yeah. does not tell the story of that one. I still like the Blues' chances. That, that Hoffman chance early on. Um, that oh I want to say, great, what a Graves. play! What a play by Graves too. That uh, was unbelievable. I mean, just absolutely lays out at the goal right. line, and and, goal. and that's the thing about the playoffs is is for some of these games are going to end four to one, and and you know, but the real story is it's it's the key bounces. Who wins the key bounces? And I would say Colorado kind of won the key bounces in that game, two to one early. Um, that that Graves play was insane. Um, Blues got a good save from Bennington, but. And then, you know, they struck for the early goal, and that's when – or the second goal, I would say, is, is was the more of the backbreaker. Um, but that's what it's going to come down to. And, and you really think that if, if the Blues – or you got to think that if the Blues continue to play with the intensity that they played with and, and hopefully not get discouraged like we sort of saw in game one when they do go behind because, like I said, it comes down to a few bounces here and there. If they keep playing with this intensity and keep hitting as hard as they are, they'll, they'll create more turnovers, they'll – 
they'll get these dirty chances that aren't you know aren't these highlight real goals that maybe we we like to see but um i think that they played the right style of hockey i think the avalanche just just did, did it a little bit better um but uh, of of all ways to lose i think it, it, this was more encouraging than what we saw for example last year when it just looked like they, they they had no interest in being there. I think that this is a team that really wants to compete, and as much as they didn't get a result that they wanted to in game one, I think that they're in this for the long haul, for sure. Maybe the odds aren't in their favor, but the odds are definitely in your favor on betonline.ag if you like making some money. Because BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and so is the NHL playoffs. You can track all of the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC, and MMA. So before the next pitch and the next face-off, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs through the playoffs. So head to the the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit. That's a 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit. Free money when you use the promo code Locked On. That's promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. When we come back, we're going to be talking a little bit about Vladimir Tarasenko, the chances he had in the first, uh, the not so many chances he had in the rest of the game, what Craig Bruby had to say uh, about his performance. So don't go anywhere. All right, Josh. So at the beginning of the game, Vladimir Tarasenko. First game back from injury. And the playoffs. It feels like he hasn't played in the playoffs forever either. Just absolutely missed all right on the doorstep, probably by a couple centimeters, uh, a crucial goal for the St. Louis Blues. Craig Berube talked about his game today. Had some choice words to say about him. Uh, he said he liked his first period, but that he didn't play a full 60 minutes and that the issue with him is skating. So I don't, I don't know if that's... Uh, an effort thing, or I he just wants to see thing. him move his it wants to see him move his feet thing, more, um, Which, or just getting back into the swing of things. But those are some. I mean, for a star player like Vladimir Tarasenko and a guy that's been here for so long, uh, to come out and say that in the playoffs, that's that's pretty telling from Craig Berube, if you ask me. Well, I think I think he's a player that plays with a lot of emotion, um, and we've seen in the past that when he's playing in a slump. Um, I don't want to say the effort is is less, but we see him play frustrated, and that kind of comes with hanging your head and not not hustling back on defense right away, and and, and not skating maybe as hard as you could be, uh, because you're thinking about that that thinking about uh, being in the right position for a goal. You know, you're overthinking it, um, and I think he's a player that's sort of prone to that, um, and he's had a little bit of trouble getting back up to full speed this season, um, and I think. Ruby was patient with it throughout the regular season, but now that it's playoff time, uh, it is bold to call him out, but I think he's a player that likes to respond to criticism, and, and that first period was, was vintage Vladdy, um, and I think he got, I think you could definitely see he got a little frustrated, and that might have been why 
we saw a, a different different performance out of him in, in the second second and third period of that game. But I, I, I think and and hope that Ruby's comments will light a fire under Vladdy's ass and and um get him going for this next game. We'll see a full sixty minutes out of him, like Ruby said. Um because I think I think he has it in him for sure. Vladimir Tarasenko, especially in the playoffs, uh, his performance could be crucial for this team moving forward. A little bit of more news uh, from practice today. Craig Berube made some comments on Vince Dunn, said he's feeling okay. He'll skate today and we'll get a better view of him after practice and see if he's available tomorrow. So it sounds like he's going to be a game time decision potentially. I think anyone you can really get back on the defense at this point uh, could provide a spark. Uh, so that it could be important for Vince Dunn. And then another final Craig Berube comment from practice uh, regarding the game last night. He said, we didn't do anything with the hockey puck. That's where it all starts coming out of our own end with the puck. We didn't make plays. We just punted pucks out of our zone. They basically took our game plan of what we wanted to do and made it a three-fourths ice game. Which, I mean, he's not wrong. Like, I feel like he's taking the problem no, with this team. Not taking no prisoners. prisoners. No prisoners. Yeah, he's not. He's not messing around. I, I like, like it. That. Yeah, he's a, he's a yeah. He's a streamlined, all about his business kind of coach, and he's gonna keep it real with you and tell you how you're doing. I I respect the hell out of that. But I I think one of the main problems with this team, when it was playing extremely poorly at the beginning of the season, uh, they fixed it when they started heating up. But one of the main things that we focused on was turnovers. Uh, in the defensive zone and struggling to get it out of the defensive zone and break out of the defensive zone, work all the way through the neutral zone and into the offensive zone. And I think he's he's bang on right about the flow. It just it it didn't seem like it was easy for the Blues. It felt like a lot of times uh, they would be struggling, and then instead of trying to work a counterattack or work their way uh, back towards Grubauer, uh, they would have to dump one in deep and get a shift off because it was taking them too long. And I think we talked about it before the game on this podcast, but like possession really is huge for this Blues team. And you want the Avalanche to have the puck the least amount of time as possible because when they do have the puck, they can score just like that. Right. So you want to keep their head on a swivel. You want to minimize the ice uh, that they have to work with. And you want to maintain the puck in the offensive zone, pressuring them as much as possible. And I feel like those are the three main things that the Blues didn't do last night. I think we saw flashes of what the Blues are capable of. It kind of wavered a little bit, but it wasn't yet. Right, and that's encouraging. Um, I think... You know, hockey's a game of momentum, obviously, and we saw times where the Blues captured momentum and 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 show that they, I think, that they can hang in this series. Um, but unfortunately, for more of the time and more of the game, the Avalanche had that momentum, and you know, like like they're a very dangerous team when they capture moment when that the momentum like that, and and the Blues unfortunately don't have the same firepower on offense. You know, I don't think any team in the NHL does, other than maybe maybe Connor McDavid. Um, with the ability to just take over a game and score that quickly, um, so they do have a better goalie though. They do have a better goalie, and I think in a long series, you know, there's only so much that Nathan McKinnon can do, um, and he will be neutralized more efficiently than he was in this game moving forward. And 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 I look forward to to seeing a, a competitive game too, and moving and so on moving on after that. Yeah, and we'll be looking forward to more playoff hockey tonight. So we might be ripping a locker room. That might be a good time for it. Yes, sir. Uh, watch some games together. Talk about some blues hockey together. Who knows? But we'll be back at it tomorrow. 
with the pregame in the morning and then the Blues versus the Avalanche at 9.30 at night. Oh, my God, dude. Brutal. It's going to be another late one. Hopefully the boys come through. 10.30 for you, man. Hopefully the boys come through, uh, make it interesting for us. But uh, we appreciate you guys making it interesting for us because without you, we'd just be two idiots talking in a room by ourselves. So that's all the time we have for today. But thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, but that's true. We still are. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening to the Locked on Blues podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're currently listening on. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. At Locked On Blues, you can follow me on Twitter and Locker Room at Twelcher15. You can follow Josh on Twitter and Locker Room at Josh Hyman NHL. Like I said, thank you guys so much for listening, and as always, let's go Blues.